Good evening, Patriots. And today is Friday, July 21st in the year 2023. I'm glad it's still 2023. This week has blown by so much, I swear we're in a time warp. I said that in the previous hour, but I'm just stunned how fast time is moving. Really bizarre. Your days start and they finish like right away, especially this week. It's been one of those. Hey, Patriots, before we get going tonight, we want to talk a little bit about some cool stuff like air quality, which is super important. And so I would recommend that you head on over to EKPure, EKPure.com, EKPure.com. They are really like top shelf of the air purification systems for the home. They use a hospital-grade HEPA filter and a mineral filtration system. All of this was is patented and was selected by the Department of Defense to purify the air in the Navy ships. Big endorsement. So you can pick up one of these over at ekpure.com. Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, get 10% off. Plus, you're going to get a professional air quality monitor free with your purchase, which is about $150 savings overall. And then, you know, you just keep in mind what this will do. This is going to filter out viruses, allergens, chemicals, odors. And it really works. I have one running in the studio all the time. And it just constantly keeps a very refreshing feel in the air in there because it's clean. There's no more garbage in it. So head on over to ekpure.com, ekpure.com. You will be satisfied. Check it out. Use your VARS promo code. They have everything you need there on the site to read about their what it does, the science behind it, the specifications of it. These are 100% American-made, great product. So again, ekpure.com. Promo code BARDS, 10% off, plus a free professional air quality monitor. Check it out today. All right. You know, I'm sitting here tonight. So I'm, I'm going to start just by talking about carnivore diet because it's kind of on my mind a lot to, this week. And this is now going to make, I started it a week ago yesterday. So officially, no, a week ago today. So a week ago today. So officially, this is day eight. And I've, been, I've done a lot of reading on it and um, kind of seeing what, what's up with up all this stuff. So you get into week, they say when you get into about points, the 7 to 10 day mark, 7 to 14 day mark, that a couple of body elements start to kick in. You, some people get kind of a, a sniffly flu type symptoms. Others uh, find greater fatigue in their body. I had a little bit of that going. Sleep is deep is basically what's happening is your sleep's not disrupted and you get real deep sleep. But some people find that they're tired during the day. And some of this, people are kind of attesting this to different things. But what I really find is what Dr. Lee Merritt thinks, because I think she's probably one of the smartest doctors out there right now. And she believes that what's happening at about day seven to about day 14 is that your body's now purging parasites, which, by the way, flu symptoms are a consequence, these like sniffly nose and stuffy nose all of a sudden, that's a consequence of a of a buildup of, of um, pathogens or parasites that are then your body is flushing. So heading into that, I, what I was going to remark on, though, is it's unbelievable how satisfying red meat is. And so that's ruminant meat versus pork, chicken, fish. And I'm not denouncing any of those because I've had them and I do have them and they're good, but the f- red meat is unbelievable. And you're, you know, you have to think a little differently during the day because even like before a show, I might go in, grab a handful of nuts and maybe a couple chocolate chips and that'll be my snack. And that's not what you're doing now. All that's gone. So instead you're buying, you're getting like a, 
going to get a hamburger patty or you're going to get, and I'm not kidding when I say what I'm going to say next, hamburger patty with a big chunk of butter on top. Or you're going to get some, I used like double, double cream brie cheese and something else. Bacon is good. Your snacks are completely different, but your, your diet is pretty narrow. And yet, this is the part I was getting leading to. Because I sat and had dinner here just before the show. And I just I had some red meat. And I'm telling you, it, and I, I just pan fried it, by the way. Did a strip steak, cut it in, in, literally took a strip steak and then cut it into strips. And then just pan fried it till it got to kind of medium rare, rare to medium rare. And I just fried it in, in Irish butter. With a little bit of salt and pepper, that's it. And, I mean, that's it's a good way to do a steak. It gets a nice crisp brown on the outside, and it, and it keeps it rare in the middle, and it's a, it tastes great. But it's the next level of taste. I, that is so satisfying on this diet. I, and I shouldn't even call it a diet. It's a way of eating. It's a lifestyle, which is really what it is. So in this way of eating, I just can't believe how satisfying it is. It's like completely full body experience satisfying, which is awesome. So I'd highly recommend you check it out. Not that I'm advocating for it, but I am. And I'm not a doctor, and I'm not telling you what to do because I don't know because I don't have any of that medical advice. But sure, I sure look at what's going on in my body, and I'm like, check that baby. It's working, and it's worth checking out because it is it is something else. Pretty soon you're going to have find yourself like they say this too. I mean, people say like they feel as healthy as they have since they were in their 20s. I man, I I don't know. I'm feeling great. My hip pain is gone. I'm feeling better, strong all across the body. Yep. So I just leave it to you to check it out. Worth, worth, worth investigating, that's what I would say. It's one of these things that I think that every time I eat this and I think about all the lies we've been told in our life about diet. You know, you can't eat butter. It's going to be bad for your heart. Don't eat red meat. It's going to be bad for your heart. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> so is the COVID shot, just that I tell you. If you didn't know that, that's bad for your heart, too. And just so you know, yes, you can have coffee. Not lots of it, but you can have coffee. It's good. Uh-huh. So I was sitting out as as I was eating tonight. I was sitting out on the patio or the porch and watching the sunset and watching the uh, barn swallows. We've got a lot of them up here right now. And I'm smiling because this is, you know, there's a bunch in the nests around the house and I've been kind of hesitant to tear them down because well, I'm not going to tear them down if they have babies in them. But as I'm watching them tonight, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to tear them down. And this is why. We haven't had any bugs up here. Like when I say no bugs, like the fly population's way down. Now that partly helps with the fact that I set up about seven fly traps around that are just like magnets to these nasty little boogers. But beyond that, I mean, like there's very few flies around. And keep in mind, that I just had the cattle do my mowing around the house. So they've left plenty of, um, how can we say it, fertilizer deposits around that have to be dried up before I can go mow it and spread them around. And so you'd expect in the heat out here, like which we're having about 80 to 5 to 90 degrees, that the flies would be percolating, but there's no flies. And there are equally, the cows have some flies. They, that, I'm dealing with that. I got some mineral additives so, and put some garlic powder in there as well. But the the bigger piece here is that there's also, there's no mosquitoes. We don't have any anyway. There's no mosquitoes. There's no gnats. There's not really any parasitic bugs around. 
are irritating bugs, and I'm watching tonight why. There must have been 20 barn swallows just flying everywhere, and they're just picking up bug after bug. And I'm like, folks, you are welcome here. Because that's what they feed on are all these bugs. That's just the, and that is just honestly just a natural order of things. You know, you so you have cows that are your God's natural lawnmowers. I, I, you know, if you think about it, I have the best lawnmowers around. And when I say this, they are employed as lawnmowers, and I get to eat my lawnmower at some point in time. Now, how many people can say that? And there's low maintenance. You just got to keep them in the area. Though they did have a little tussle with a couple things, like they did break one of the cross members. Not break it, but they knocked down one of the cross members on the fence. And then somebody over in my cow group here decided they were probably going to rub their back on a very heavy brick vertical riser at the entrance to the driveway. And that got displaced and knocked on its side. So I thought I'd go over there and lift it up. And, man, that sucker's heavy. And I'm saying that for me because I'm fairly good, fairly good shape. And like, wow. So... They got a little aggressive. That's all right. They, they, they can be cows. And I know I've had a lot of people ask about how's the cow that's been with a lame leg. I just checked on her. So we've got a pretty sizable pasture they're in right now. It's about 25 acres, roughly, uh, maybe 22. And uh, it's got kind of rolls hilly down to low flat. And I knew when she got into there, and I think I mentioned that last week, she was having a rough time, hardly able to walk. And the minute she got past the gate, she kind of found a flat spot and then just bedded down in the grass. So I checked on her yesterday, yesterday evening. And what I found is she's been staying up close to the water, which is good. And there's plenty of grass. She's got lots of grass, but she's been bedding down kind of in the same place and not moving much. The leg definitely hurts her. It's it's painful for her. So, and it's the right knee. We're gonna just keep monitoring her. She's she's in a good place, and yeah, I've prayed on it for her too. And I also got her dusted for some flies stuff, so she didn't like that very much. But nonetheless, flies didn't like it either. So I figured that was a double win. But she's bedded down. So if people are asking, she's up here. She's doing all right. She's up near the house on the pasture up near the house. So she'll be all right. And I think she'll she'll get through with calf. We'll see how she is when she when she gives birth. And um, kind of I think where it's probably going to go is she'll make it through that pretty handedly. We'll see if she heals fully. And if she doesn't and if she's still kind of lame, we'll let her nurse the calf until we pull the calf and then I'll she'll make some great hamburger and we'll turn her into ground beef, which will be good. Someone asked, what's her name? I don't have her name, but I have her ear tagged. Her, her number is three. So, you know, it's kind of like one of those movies. I am, I am. It's like the Borg. I am three of three. <laughs> so that's what she is. She's, and she's not Borg either, by the way. Just so I want to, just so we don't get anybody freaking out. Like I've got hybrid zombie cattle or something. They're not. She's good. She's, she's, she's three. That's her name. That's what her name is. Three. So. Yeah, I'll have to get a full count on how many cows I have out here right now because we've moved them around a bit. But yeah, there's probably there's probably a total out here about twenty two. So and the bull, right? Number one, bulls a separate count. But so she'd be like, I am three of twenty two, that sort of thing. It'd be a true Borg talk right there, which is pretty good. All right, so the, really, where I wanted to jump into tonight, and before I do that, 
we're going to get into accountability. I, I want to talk to you one last thing before we go into that subject, which is what you're doing about sleep, stress, and recovery from your pain or your workouts. And the, there's not a better product to use overall for your body than CBD products. If you have people that have sleep disorders, can't sleep well at night, 90% of them that use CBD products find a relief and improve sleep. People that have anxiety, 80% of them that use CBD oil find an improvement and reduction in their anxiety in a more calming state. And people that are dealing with re, like pain from workouts, it's about 80% that have the same effect. That they, they feel that positive effect from CBD products. And there's and there are a variety of products. There's obviously oil, there's tinctures, there's gummies, and there's also creams. And then there's also just this personal, just how are you in the state each day? How does your body feel? How is the whole system functioning? And again, CBD just seems to have a very positive effect. It's an interesting product because it has a lot of, it has different impacts on different body types, but it always seems to have a positive effect. So I, I'm going to encourage you to head over to CB Distillery, cbdistillery.com. And we had Chase Terwilliger on last weekend, and he was the CEO of this company. Really impressive. Did a great interview. Go back and listen to it if you want. And I, if you haven't, I would say go back and listen to it. That's last Sunday, or Bards FM last Sunday. And I say that because he really gives a good laydown of what's going on in the CBD industry, what their company's doing, what's being done, sort of high standards, how they test, what they test for, and then just kind of the whole different product mixes that they have here. So cbdistillery.com. Your Bards code will give you 20% off, and that'll give you, with that, you're going to get $75. Any orders over $75, you get free shipping. So it's really a good product set. They have a lot of different things. They have gummies. They have tinctures. They have creams. So I think you're going to find about everything you need there. I love their product line. I love their products. I think they're super high quality. Everything is in U.S.-grown industrial hemp, 100% clean ingredients. It just is all the way around fantastic. So head on over to cbddistillery.com. C, I, I said it wrong, CB Distillery, cbdistillery.com. And use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, 20% off, and then any order over $75, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's pretty good. All right, cbdistillery.com, promo code BARDS. Links are always below the podcast, which is exactly as it should be. All right. All right, so let me jump into something here, which has really been pressing on me and on my thoughts a lot. And... This is the principles of accountability. I want to start right off the top here with Romans 14, 12, which is, so then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Followed by 2 Corinthians 5, 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. This is all about accountability and judgment. And we should be excited about it. Because if we're living our life fully through to Father, that what we're looking forward to is that opportunity to be to have it revealed to us to you know, all the great things, hopefully, that we did. And obviously the things we didn't do so well, I mean, they're they're going to be just kind of removed. Imagine being smelted. 
right? When you smelt something, you, you're in the furnace, you're burning away all the slag, you're getting down to the pure metal. And that's literally what our judgment is doing. And I think it's just something as we, we reflect on our lives these days and what is ser- seriously important, what's important is how we're serving the Lord. Now, I've shared here, and I know people have accepted it, but the commission of Operation Vineyard, I mean, that's literally the put before me. And I when I say that, I've accepted it, and I know that there's going to be a lot of how I operate there and what I do personally that will be part of that judgment seat. But it's also about how we're operating with one another, and, and, and that is a center point of truth. We aren't, truth is not always an easy thing to hear. And love to one another doesn't always delivered in this soft, gushy space. And so let me just talk a little bit about myself in this place, because I have a relatively intense personality. For those of you that have followed me for 2,400 episodes, if you haven't figured that out by now, well, I don't know what lens you're listening to things on, but trust me, my personality gets a little intense. And when it comes to dealing with situations, I have a, a real intense focus on getting problems solved. So that's kind of, you know, that just takes me to kind of the war footing mentality of things. Um, and so when there's a crisis, you know, whatever, I mean, and crisis don't have to be dramatic, but I mean, there's an event that something has to be solved. My focus is clearly on if I care for somebody, and, and I'm not talking about loving, romantic, blah, you know, so I, we all know Bear, we love Bear. And he, he wrote me the other yesterday, he says, dude, I miss you, but not in a gay way. And I'm like, don't worry, no gay here. So, I mean, it, we, we truly, we do care for one another and we should have a love for one another. And that's a, it's a wonderful thing. And so when we, we get to, where we are right now, and we have these interests and care for one another, when I'm there and I have a care for somebody, I'm going to get busy, if there's a problem, focusing on the solution because I want to see that person pivot away from that problem and get out of there very quickly. And that's a delivery that sometimes when people are expecting, like, I I just want to be heard. I just want to be hugged. It's like, we'll do that later. Throw that crap out of the way. Sorry, we got to get busy and get you out of that situation. And that's literally how I operate. And I say all this because it's it's a point of how we start to interpret love and compassion. We are in a, we are different. We're not the same. Thank goodness, my goodness. I mean, that's the whole thing of the left is kind of this uniform, monolithic, hive mind ridiculousness. You know, everybody's going to eat the same vertical-grown agriculture, same lab-grown bug food, all these sorts of things. But that's not who we are. And our bodies are unique. And I talk about the carnivore diet, but that may not be good for somebody. And that's okay. I mean, there's a person using what's called the lion diet, which is even more restrictive. And another per- other people like keto and other people like all vegetables, and they do well on, on vegetarian diets. I'm like, good, not me, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. And so that's part of us being in this amazing collage, which is, it's more of a tapestry, which is the body of Christ. But we have to be aware that love comes in many forms. And I think that we've, when I say this, because when we talk about accountability, 
There is an accountability in our heart that's really where we're getting to. You know, Brad Cummings and I have great conversations, and sometimes, trust me, it is very intense. Okay? I love that man. And we are great friends. But there is intensity that has to be in there and the passions of what we believe. And if we're not if we're gonna be all uber sensitive, then we're gonna go high and left and get irritated. And that happened yesterday, by the way, to me. And I did it. So I'm just gonna be clear. I was my dad went to and my mom and dad went to a um Master Gardener's course yesterday. And my dad is a probably one of the most optimistic people you will meet. He is the he is the creator of the statement, choose to walk in the sunshine, which I love because they always do, right? But when it comes to problem solving, if you don't understand what he's doing, he dissects every single aspect of things to try to improve a system to make it perfect. That's my father. And I love him for it. And it's I've inherited a lot of it. Yesterday was one of those moments I was tired. I'd been dealing with a lot of garbage, trying to get up to the property, and he started going through a catalog of things of he had seen over the Master Gardener's course. And I, I wasn't really focused the way I should have been, and so things kind of got turned left, and it was bad for a moment because I was just like, I was irritated because I just it was like a personal attack on the garden. And it was dumb because what all he was doing was just articulating some things that were literally right there, that we could look at to improve production in the garden and improved watering, maybe a different, a, a potential different way of planting. To I do a very dense planting model, and we do have amazing productivity. And it's not like we're trying to improve that. We're trying to improve like water efficiency right now. Um, try to re- make it easier as well because like last few weeks, my parents have been doing all the watering, and they're you know eighty five and eighty six. They're doing great, but we're trying to make it a more system driven model a little easier to control, and everywhere we can save on water to steward water is better. We don't know how long these psychopaths are going to go before they flip the switch. So these are things that are always on our mind. And here in a conversation, as one person is expressing something honestly from the heart, and we're running, and I'll just put it this way. I think it's the easy way to look at it. I was running in my head, not my heart. I react, right? And, you know, my parents, they know me and I know them. So it's not like it was a big deal. We just moved right through it. And, but that's accountability too. I mean, that's my failure when I say that. And that's my failure for not pausing and listening to the core of what was being said rather than taking things on the surface. We have a lot of work to do in accountability in our life. And I think, you know, Galatians 5, 25 to 26, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, or envying each other. That Those three words are powerful. And it's very easy for us to do that as we're walking in life. We are very easily trapped in trying to compare ourselves to others. We're very, we, we tend to be very harsh on ourselves. And we tend to be very, at times, overly sensitive to what people say. If we know somebody's coming from a loving space, there shouldn't be a rift. It might be a slight disagreement or, dis, or, or a crossing of threads, but you should be able to recover from that very quickly. But as we've witnessed what's happened in our families and our friendships over the last three years, and it's almost like two worlds now. I mean, 
those that got locked into the belief of the mask and the vax, it was so intense and overcoming to them that you couldn't speak to them. And instead of being able to have a conversation, you were just pointed to and told you were wrong and told you were dumb and stupid and, and you were whatever, right? And that's, that's unfortunate, but that's a consequence of not listening and really not centering ourselves in our heart. And there's accountability for that. The great thing about what's happened here is we have seen a, a deeper level of compassion come out from the result of conflict. We've seen unbelievable levels of irritation happen um, in our lives. And it's forced us all to swing between anger and sometimes a very difficult time to forgive. People have lost loved ones to this shot. And even though we may have warned them, we, we suffer through that consequence of loss. And, you know, you see it in our prayers every Friday that someone will say, like, such and such had this. I don't know if they're vaxxed. They were vaxxed. I mean, we all know that when you anymore, we have a, we start to incline ourselves towards a diagnosis. But it doesn't change our compassion, or it shouldn't. Because at the end of the day, if we're listening to somebody and we fought that fight like we did for almost two and a half years before we shifted and pivoted, that fight was brutal, trying to save people's lives to shake them awake. And there came a point that we were literally running into hard walls and nothing was moving and we were the enemy. But as I, I reflect a lot on this community and I think back to November 2020. And I think of the disarray in the the rupture, the rapture or rupture, excuse me, that happened after the election. And from there, then the ensuing onslaught of the stupidity of this vax and more stupid COVID con. And I think back to all the people that have been here on this channel and how many testimonies have been shared of families broken and relationships broken and jobs lost and actually being pushed to the limit of despair. There's something very profound there that we're still here as a community with more love than most can understand. To me, the, the greatest statement there is accountability because we haven't tried to blame outwards. We've simply taken it to the throne and each to your own, and I know that some more than others, and I know that things, certain things hang on. They're hard to let go of, and that's okay. But we've taken it before God. And as we've taken it before God, we've been honest in our hearts. And that's ultimately what we're getting to here is you're being honest in your heart. And that's the part that is so important. I knew that I knew I was responsible when my dad was telling me stuff, and I just got kind of quickly bent and, and that's uncool, but at the same time, it's real. And once we cross-threaded, it took us about two seconds, now a little exaggeration, about two minutes, and we un unwound that thing because we both knew we were coming from the right place. It wasn't a question of whether I was being malicious or he was being malicious. It was just a moment of two different places we were at. I'm focused on heading up to go check on a cow. My dad is focused on kind of doing a diagnostic critique of what we could improve in the garden and those two moments clashed 
but we know our we know each other's hearts. And because we know each other's hearts, it's very easy to move ourselves into a personal accountability space and quickly repair the, any sort of rift. And I don't call it damage. It's just, a, it's just a discord is all it is. Coming from a solid place in your heart is the foundation of great accountability. And when we're living and breathing there and we're not wasting our time thinking about, you know, when we start to get things like envy, conceit, or we're trying to provoke somebody for an answer, we're going to get that smacked in our face. And that is going to affect everything. And you'll discover that very quickly, as you know. But when we're walking truly from this beautiful place of a forgiving and loving heart, which is really our center point, it gives us an amazing level of temperance. It gives us grace. It allows us to extend the hand of mercy. And at the end of the day, we stay in alignment with Father as we walk. We aren't disrupted by much. Not much throws us off the path. And it allows us to stay centered in our personal walk of accountability with Father. And that's coming from our heart. The idea of judgment in the end, when all things that we've done in the body will be judged, that should be an exciting moment that we look forward to. And it shouldn't be one with trepidation or fear unless we've been doing things wrong. And I think if you've tested yourself there and you ask yourself, how do you feel about judgment? And you find yourself in a place where you're concerned or in anxiety or you're worried, well, I'm going to just tell you this, then change things, change things. You know, if, if that's where you're being, if that's where you find yourself, then pray on it and stop doing whatever's causing that anxiety. If you, can't, I, if you can't feel that walk with Father and you're worried constantly about, well, am I pleasing him? Am I pleasing him? You're not in line alignment with him. And I don't mean that in an insulting way. I mean, it just, but you have to seek his face. You know, and I, I'm going to go back to the carnivore diet for a very particular reason here. This process of eating all red meat, all meat and animal fats, it is working for my body. And it puts me in better alignment with everything that I'm doing. There are people that might very well find that not to work at all. And so if they stay with it and it just keeps going wrong, then, you know, it's like how many times are you going to repeat something and have it be the wrong thing before you have the courage to stand up and say, I need to change things. And that's really what we're talking about. I've, I've read... On chat, I've read testimonies of people that like, you know, I I'm, I'm, have my doubts or I'm suffering or dealing with repeat issues of, of an old sin that keeps coming back. Okay. I mean, I get it. Every one of us struggles with that fight of the flesh and the spirit at some point, and I understand that. And we're not perfect. But the bigger issue is when something becomes a true addiction or a true anchor and albatross, something has to change. And that's us being accountable. Because if we go through life and we aren't being accountable and we aren't understanding where we're headed with this and we aren't understanding that we're going to a place where everything that we do in, in the flesh will be judged, then we're kind of missing the point of being here. Our mission here is, is one, obviously, I, I truly do believe what God has said is true, which our primary mission above all is to 
protect the children. And I believe that. But it's also a walk in this world where we are learning how to walk in the authority of kingdom in an imperfect world. In certain points, a, a, a world that has become dark and evil. And that experience that we're gaining there is profound, truly profound. So you have to start letting go of some perceptions. God doesn't work in the same way of time that we do. So for people out here that are saying, and I know there are many, they will say, well, I've, I've, I've been, my whole life was a mess and now I've come to Christ and what can I do? You've been reborn. Focus on where you're going and start focusing on serving him and doing everything you can to abide in him. And you have to, you have to surrender to him to do it. I am so deeply humbled where Father has taken me on my life's journey. And before I even knew him, he was moving me along in a great way. And when it came time that he needed to get my attention, he did. And I'm blessed that there was enough within me from a good upbringing that I listened and I turned and I put my eyes on him. And that was a difficult process in the initial phases of that, especially when you're thrown in jail and you know you didn't do anything wrong. And I should say you didn't do anything wrong. That's not actually fair because by the rules of the system, obviously there were enough errors made that they could throw me in jail. But the fact is that at the end, I did take accountability for whatever I had to. You know, I look back on the fact that the charges that they threw at me were built on my filings to the IRS, by the way, which is how ridiculous that whole thing was. But nonetheless, somewhere in there, just like when two people don't get along or there's a conflict, a misunderstanding, it's not just one. So I can't just sit here. I couldn't sit here on a stool and go, it's not all me. There were things that I've done, things that I could have done better. And you have to own that before the throne. And those are the hard ones because we can get into situations where we, it becomes so intense, all we can focus on is the accuser or the person that did the, what we consider to be the wrong. And that's not us being in the body of Christ. That's us being in the flesh. We have to step back and own where we are. And I, I think that's us getting centered and us being grounded in him. So I kind of want to glide this one in a little different way tonight. And then we're going to do some prayer. But I've been thinking a lot about Paul today, thinking a lot about his ministry. And I've been thinking a lot about his tent business and putting those two together. And I've been really trying to balance that. And I was thinking a lot about where Father's got me. You know, I'm doing 17 shows a week. And, and this is not a, this is just a testimony of fact. This is not any, there's no bemoaning or like, oh, look at me, how many I do. I don't, that's not what this is about. So be very clear. I'm just mapping out what my week is like. I do 17 shows a week. 16 of them are done from Monday to, to Friday. Saturday's my day off and Sunday 
other than an occasional change. Sunday night, I do one show, and I love every one of them. I love every one of them. Even when I'm tired and I feel like I can't do it, I turn it over to God and takes the wheel, and I love every one of them. And even the ones that I think don't turn out that well, somehow God always manages to put a nice little bow on them, and they, everybody is, and it's either that or Bars Nation, you are so kind and always trying to tell me how great things are when they're not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't say that lightly. I mean, I, I just say that lightly. I'm just joking. I love y'all. But I mean, I can tell by the comments when things hit home run. And um, it just is amazing that even in those times when I don't think I've hit it, God's taken the wheel and, and, and delivers. And it is all glory to God for where I am. And I was just going through this whole process tonight to really think about, you know, Paul's ministry. I don't know if you've sowed or try to sew, and keep in mind, he didn't have a, like a sailwright or a singer sewing machine. He was doing this by hand, making tents. And that takes an enormous amount of time. And, and how I'm balancing this, I'm not comparing trades, but I'm just saying like tonight, I've, I've got a large case of apples that I picked from our tree yesterday that I'm processing right now into applesauce. And I filled a very large almost 40-quart stew pot yesterday, stock pot, or last night, with apples. And I, I did like a fourth of what I actually have. So I've got a lot of processing. I've got about 130, uh, what do I have, like 132 jars that I'm ready to fill, and then I'm going to pressure can these. And all of this I'm doing in and around what God has me doing. And, and that's just the point is as we're walking into him, he's going to load things onto us. And that path that we settle in, when we're truly holding ourselves accountable into, that, into our heart in that place, there's really nothing in that path that should ever seem burdensome. At least I hope not. Because he's providing us with this place of joy and contentment. And that's easy to say where I'm sitting when you don't have conflict. And I know that some marriages have conflict. They get very stressed. I know that relationships can get very stressed. Children can be stressful. I get it. But I'm just going to challenge for any instance to make sure that where you're walking in is that joy of the Father. And to really understand that that's where he wants us to be is joyful. And we get there to a large degree by being accountable to him. And when we do that, we're truly walking in the heart of the Father. And I think that's the, the most beautiful thing because we start to learn how to see, learn how to see things differently. There's nothing more degrading and deriding than we get into these arguments with one another. Because what happens is we go left and right and nobody's listening. And if you don't, we don't have the common heart and goal of trying to rectify and love when one's try, one is trying to dominate the other or one's trying to win, those are all things that are just going to destroy it. And so, you know, ultimately, and this is kind of going a little off topic, but it's to make the point, like, this is one of the reasons I so hate politics because it's everybody about winning. Our walk right now, if we're going to truly say we're going to be accountable, and if we're going to be accountable to God, we have to be accountable to know that everything we're doing is a representation of kingdom. Everything. It's not just when we pray. It's not just when we're working on the gifts and talents that he has us for or the commission that he's put before us. It's everything. It's our thoughts. It's our words. 
So, you know, words are powerful. So if we're frivolous about something and we're saying things just because we're all excited and we're not paying attention, we can put our foot right in it. And that was kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of the week, which was ambush. I mean, we get going, we get wrapped up into our passions. Satan doesn't have to do anything. He just throws stuff before us that he knows we're going to get excited about. And in so doing, we're not in alignment with Father. We're just pursuing our own, thinking, oh, it's okay, I feel good about this, instead of aligning ourselves in every step. So no matter where you are, whatever you're at, I'm just, I want you to just encourage you to do this. Take time in everything you do to check in with Father. Ask him, is this where you want me to be? Father, is this where we want to go? And the more that we do that, the more we walk in sync with him. The more that we're in the presence of him. And the more that we walk in unison with him. And the more then that we're highly acute and aware when we step away from him, which is the big one. Because that's the biggest challenge in everything we're doing. And in the end, that's truly being accountable to him. And I think that's the most beautiful part of this walk that we're in is that is there's so much intensity going on in the middle of this war that we're in that all of these things are at a higher level than we could have ever imagined in our life. This is, this is anything but a boring period of our life. This is, this is truly like psychopath insanity. Super Bowl is what this is. And that's okay because we're holding that path. We're, we're walking a path that's breaking from them, but we're providing that solidness, that anchor, that joy in the Father through our accountability in our heart that people see. They don't have to hear it. They see it. So one last thing is I was just interesting watching a transformation of me. I, I, when I'm out and about around people, I tend to be just... I'm a little bit of an introvert, not, and that doesn't sound right, but like if I'm shopping and I'm out, I don't know people, I'm, I don't tend to be, I tend to want to be left alone and just do my thing and get in and out. At the end of last hour's show, I ran down to the hardware store and I picked up a bunch of pint jars for my canning tonight. And as I came out, I was minding my business and a, a guy came up and with his wife and his child and he said, Doing pickles, he said. And without being gruff, I realized how God's worked my heart in such a beautiful way. I just smiled. I said, nope, tonight's, tonight's applesauce. And his eyes got big. It's pretty cool. It's like applesauce? Like, yeah, dude, about 132 jars of it, but that's good. When we're walking in that space, we're comfortable with him. There's no anxiety. There's no preconceived notions. There's no envy, there's no conceit. And it's just, I sat there and I said, thank you, Lord. Because that's the place I want to be. It's the, it's the place of kingdom authority. We don't have to preach Jesus. They will experience what the love of Jesus is through us. And that is really the part that I think we all need to seek. Let's pray. Father, we are just really blessed to be here tonight. And uh, just want to say thank you and humbly put, put ourselves before the throne tonight. And just as we've talked about accountability, 
And it's really the deep accountability in our heart. Father, my prayer tonight is just for everybody that has some burdens on their heart, that just are weighing them down, or you feel that it's holding them back or distracting from the relationship with you. I just hope this word gets through, that all you have to do is turn to him. Take it to Father. He knows us better than we will ever know ourselves. And so one of those problems is we, we get bound, Father, by this concept of perfection. And in the binding of perfection, we cause ourselves not to just live and be. There's no more destructive issue than us trying to be perfect on our own. And you know we're not perfect. You literally sacrificed your son, Father, for us. And so I, I'm just I'm praying that we hear this tonight. That we're not perfect, but we're forgiven. And the burdens that we carry turn to you, but turn to you with a joyful heart. Sometimes that joy is going to come out in different forms. When I say that, we're not going to get there overnight, Father. You know that. And we've got people, we all need at times to turn to you in tears. But let's cry when we do, not hold back. Let's laugh when we do and not hold back. Let's be accountable to the truth in our heart before you and not hold back. And Father, that's my prayer. Because it's too easy for us to try to decide what we, or determine what we think you want to hear instead of just coming to you as we are. Because it's there that the most powerful relationship builds. It's there that the most powerful healing begins is when we come to you as we are. So thank you, Father, for being that Father, truly being that, that amazing Father that says, I'll accept you where you're at without trying to build up a mountain that we have to climb. And thank you for the love that you just poured out upon us. And Jesus, that all that you give us is beyond measure. It's not even possible to imagine what was sacrificed for us. So humbly, we, we thank you with our heart. And just to speak those words that we want to walk as you. We want to do the greater works. And we know that that's a, that's a walk in itself to get there. But just know that our hearts are seeking that. And so we pray for the wisdom that we need. We pray for those moments of accountability that must fall. We pray for the eyes to open as they must, to truly see what we need to do, and then to be able to honestly sit before the throne and lay out our heart as we are and to seek your face. Father, we just ask for those blessings for all that are here and all that are here in attendance. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, I hope you have a great weekend. I'm going to can some applesauce tonight. And then tomorrow I'm going to can some more. And then I'm going to check on my cow. And I think I'll check on the bees tomorrow. I'll, I'll report back on that little adventure on Sunday. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ.
Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you Sunday night. For peace be still. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe.